Anyway, I wanted to just start kind of with a note. Whenever I speak, I like to use a lot of verses. That could overwhelm some people, but I want to encourage you, don't be overwhelmed. There are a couple different reasons I like to do this. Number one is that I think it's important that we let Scripture interpret Scripture. Does that make sense? I don't like to stand up here and just give you a bunch of my ideas because you don't need them. (laughs) They're not that special. But I want you to really get the full picture of what Scripture is saying. So I want you to be able to see the whole context of what it's saying about a particular issue that we're looking at. The second thing is I really want you guys to learn those verses. And repetition plays a big role in learning. So the more often you're hearing these verses, I think they're going to start sticking in your mind. And that is going to be awesome. For the rest of your life, they'll be there and it'll be really good. So what I want you to do is, if you are taking notes, don't try to write down every single word because... It might not happen. But instead, write down the things that really impact you. If there are any points that really get your attention, write those down. Or remember those if you're not taking notes. And you can always go back to Train by Faith, guys, and you can re-listen to any talk that you hear here. Probably this summer we'll get all the notes up for all these talks, so they'll have all the verses and all that sort of stuff. So what a year. It's been amazing, hasn't it? Hasn't it been awesome? I think that each one of you guys have grown a ton. I remember all of you as freshmen. I think you guys have grown unbelievably. Leah and Jatan. Leah, you got to get through the next 25 minutes without crying. Okay, good, good. No, you guys, have, you guys have really grown a ton. James 4.8 was the verse we started out the year with. Remember that? It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I know all of us as a staff team, our hope for this year was that each of you would grow closer to God in a very personal and real way this semester. Not just accumulate more head knowledge, but that you grow closer to him in relationship. I really think that has happened. So James 4.8 really has been a key to everything that's happened this, this year. I hope you've grown a ton this year, and I hope that continues through the summer. I hope it doesn't end right now. God wants to continue this through the summer. And your summer can be even greater than this last semester was, or even greater than the last year was. And you can come back even stronger than you are now. And I just want to encourage you with a few different verses about how that can be possible, okay? So when I think about the end of this semester and where you guys are all at, where you guys have really grown in your walks with God, Ephesians 6.24 comes to mind. And it's a great verse, but it also carries with it a little bit of a warning. Ephesians 6.24 says, Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. So grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. We've talked a little bit this semester about what it means to love God. In Mark 12.30, Jesus said to love God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Remember that, guys? So what does that mean? It means to love God with all my heart which means my emotions, my desires, my affections, the things that I want, the things that I feel, means that I love God with that. I put Him first in my emotions. I put Him first in my desires. I put Him first in my affections and what I want in life. It means to love Him with all my soul, my self-image, my character, my personality, who I see myself as, to love God in that area. Is my image more important or is God more important? To love Him with my soul. To love Him with my mind, my thoughts, my intellect, my ideas. God's given you guys great minds. You're all in college. You can love God with those thoughts. You can love God with your intellect. You can love God with the ideas He gives you. And you can love God with your strength, your abilities, your talents, your energy, your physical strength that God has given you. You can love God with your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And what it says here in Ephesians is love Him like that 
but with an undying love. So when I read that, this was just about a week ago or something like that in my quiet time, I read that and I thought, what does it mean to love God with an undying love? And what does that word actually mean? And so I looked at the, at the Greek for this word undying, and it's aftharsia, aftharsia. And it means incorruptible, immortal, imperishable, not liable to decay, perpetual and continual, pure and sincere. Don't you guys want to have love for God like that? It is incorruptible. Nothing can corrupt that love that you have for God. It is immortal. Nothing can kill it. It is imperishable. It's never going to go bad. It's not going to decay. It's perpetual and continual. It keeps going. It doesn't end. It's pure and it's sincere. And I thought, that's really true. I want to love God with a love like that that doesn't die. It keeps on going, that nothing stops it and nothing hinders it. Basically, it's telling me to love God with all my heart, my soul, my mind, and strength with a love that is incorruptible, immortal, imperishable, perpetual, continual, pure, and sincere. And I think that when you think about the end of this semester, don't you want to continue loving God with a love that does not die over the summer? compared to going into the summer and having that love grow cold. Matthew twenty four twelve, Jesus said that in the end, the love of many would grow cold. And that is so true of us often, you know? We get into busy situations, we get into the summer or whatever it is, and our love can really grow cold for God. Not that you want it to, it's not like you go, ah, okay, I decided I hate God now. You know, none of you guys are going to say that. But a lot of times, just because life gets busy, our love just grows cold, you know? We just kind of... We kind of forget about God. In Romania, I, I grew up there for five years, they say, which means eyes that don't see each other, forget each other. Eyes that don't see each other, forget each other. And it's true. You know, think of a friend that you haven't talked to for five years. You don't think about them very often, you know? They don't come to mind. And it's kind of the same thing with God, you know? When we're not in this situation where we're hearing about God and being challenged and encouraged by each other, we can forget real easily, you know? Because we don't see Him with our own physical eyes. So I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to grow cold in my love toward God. In Revelation 2.4, Jesus challenged us in this very issue, warning us about forgetting our first love. He said, I'm your first love. Don't forget your first love. And it's so easy for us to just get into the routine of things, get into summer, and almost forget our first love. Forget the one that saved us. Forget the one that loves us. Forget the one that gives us everything. And I don't want that to be the case in my life. And then a chapter later in Revelation 3.16, Jesus says this to the church in Laodicea. He says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Sounds harsh, right? Because you are lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So what did he mean by that? If you look into the situation in Laodicea, they were a very rich town. They had a lot of people passing through. It was a wealthy town. It was a big area of commerce. But there was a problem. They didn't have any water in the town at all. They had no water. So they had to pipe their water in from a city that was six miles to the south. And that city had hot springs. Okay, So they piped in the hot spring water in clay or ceramic pipes. And by the time it got to the city, it wasn't hot. It was just lukewarm. But that's what they had to drink. So imagine having to drink all the time lukewarm water that also was full of minerals. We were in Pagosa last week. and Have you ever driven through Pagosa? You guys know how bad it smells? Imagine drinking that every day, okay? That sulfur and magnesium and all these other minerals that are there. It's pretty disgusting, right? Now imagine drinking it lukewarm. You guys want to do that? Not at all, right? See, it's, it's kind of disgusting. And, and what Jesus was saying there was cold water is refreshing and good. Hot water is relaxing. 
but lukewarm water is just gross. And he said that's kind of how we are to him when we let our love grow cold. And it's not that he ever rejects you, you guys, because remember, your relationship with him is secure. But what he's saying there is, don't let your relationship with me just grow cold. Keep it hot. Don't let it just become so-so. Don't let it just become no big deal. Why is it so bad to be lukewarm? Here are some of the consequences. You guys have heard me quote Bill Bright when he said, there are no happy, disobedient Christians, and there are no unhappy, obedient Christians. If we're living a life where we're following God, we're going to be happy and satisfied and have joy. If we're living a life according to our own desires and our own ideas, it's not going to be the same thing. We're going to be empty inside. Haven't you guys all been there at some point? That point of being totally empty inside. I don't think that's where you're at now. I think you're going into the summer with God truly filling you. So don't let those consequences occur in your life by letting your love grow cold and going back to this empty condition where everything just seems to be empty. The other thing is when we're lukewarm, we miss the purpose that God has for us because we're so focused on ourselves that we don't see or get to participate in what God has called us to. So we end up living a life of futility, which is just you know whatever we're doing for our own purposes, and it's not any big deal. Consequences for others also happen. They have to put up with you, <laughs> kind of like David was joking about. He's been fun to put up with. But honestly, when I have self on the throne, like we've been talking about lately, and Christ is not on the throne, I'm not any fun to be with. I'm not any fun to be around. So other people have to put up with that. My wife, my kids, my friends, your wife, your kids, your friends, your husband. Any of those situations, most of you, hopefully you don't come back with a husband at the end of the summer. But if you do, we'll still love you. But you have to have a, you have to have a good story. <laughs> not just Vegas. So... <laughs> There are consequences for you, and then there are consequences for others. And then, guys, there are consequences in eternity, right? If I'm living with self on the throne, eternity is not going to be impacted like God wants. Because God hasn't put you here for no reason. Like I said in Acts 17, it says He's put you here for a specific time and in this specific place for a specific purpose that He has put you here for, that only you can accomplish. So there are consequences in eternity when we walk with self on the throne. So going back to what does it mean to really stay close to God this summer and to not let my love grow cold this summer. Remember in Jeremiah thirty twenty one it says, Who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? Don't you want that? Don't you want to be devoted to being close to God this summer? To being near to God this summer? Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. In John 15, 1 through 16, it talks about abiding in Christ. You can't get much nearer than that. You can't be much closer than that. If you abide in Christ, it means you live in Christ. It means every minute of your day is in connection with Christ. It's that life with Christ on the throne where we are really abiding in Him daily, where we're getting in His Word, we're talking to Him, and there's this fellowship that's going constantly. When we abide in Him daily, it says He's going to produce what He wants in your life. It says you're going to bear much fruit and fruit that will last, and that will come out of that relationship. So how do I keep from growing cold? You guys are all at this spot. I think you guys are all growing and at a point where God is really working. So how do you keep that going through the summer practically? Romans 12.11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. So one of the keys, guys, and get this, one of the keys to keeping your, your zeal for God or your heart for God hot, one of the keys to do that is to serve God simply. As you serve God, you get excited about God. Isn't that true, Kaylee? I remember Kaylee as a freshman, more excited about God than anybody but Leah. But anyway, probably Leah would say the same thing. Isn't that true? When you serve God, your heart for God grows. 
And this is what I really want to encourage you guys in, is this summer there are going to be opportunities for you to serve God, whether you're here in Durango or back home. And as you step out and serve God, your heart for Him is going to stay strong. Your heart for Him is not going to grow cold. So think of different ways that you can really serve God this summer. Maybe it's in your church. Maybe it's just sharing the four spiritual laws with a friend that you have back home. Or maybe a brother or a sister or a mom or a dad or a grandparent. Malcolm told me about how he's going to go home and really work with his, with his home church this summer. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know what it is for you, but there will be areas for you to serve God that will help preserve your heart for God this summer. And what's the foundation for serving God, guys? It's our heart for Him, right? It's our fellowship with Him daily, our relationship with Him. That's the foundation. Proverbs 19.2 and Romans 10.2 both say zeal without knowledge is not good. So a lot of people have zeal, but they don't balance it with knowledge. So they're just excited, but they don't even know what they're excited about. God doesn't want that. He wants us to grow closer to Him every day in knowledge, in our knowledge of Him. That's in Philippians 1.9. He desires that. Aaron is my wife. The more I know her, the more I love her. The more I get to know about her, the more I end up loving her. It's the same way with God. The more you know about Him, the more you grow in your knowledge of God, the more you're going to love Him. So be getting in the Word this summer. And do that based in love. 1 Corinthians 8.1 says that, that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. That growing in knowledge, it has to be a relational knowledge with God. Not just an intellectual head knowledge. So every day as you're getting in the Word, letting God apply that in your very life that day. Asking God how you can apply that in your life. If you have knowledge but you're not experiencing it on a daily basis, it's useless. So in your walk with God, guys, maintain that heart for God by growing closer to Him. By getting in His Word, by talking to Him. So live to know Him better, not just to know more theology. A lot of times Christians just want to know more theology. They just want to know more knowledge. They just want to get more facts. That's not what God wants. He wants you to know Him and to love Him just for Him, to spend that time with Him, walking in obedience to Him every day. So know God and love God more than ever before. Apply that and your love will not grow cold. Isn't that good, guys? So it's been a great year. You guys have grown a ton. I want to encourage you with this verse. Philippians 3.16 says, Only let us live up to what we've already attained. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. So what Paul's saying there is, you're at this level, don't come back down to this level. Right? But now that you're at this level, he says, stay there. Stay there and keep going up. Keep growing in your walk with God. And this takes a conscious effort. If it just happened naturally, Paul would never say it. But it's real easy for us to grow and then kind of regress. He's saying here, don't do that. Stay where you're at and keep growing stronger. And how do we do that, guys? Remember this? 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Remember we talked about what next step God wants you to take. Each one of you guys has a next step. Each one of you guys has a next step that only you can take. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. Right? How do we keep growing and not going backwards? We take the next step God's putting before us. So again, just like God has opportunities for you to serve Him this summer, He also has next steps for you to be taking this summer. And I don't know what they are, but you know what they are. So take them. Take them as God shows them to you. And do it by faith. You know, it might be scary like crazy. Malcolm, are you a little scared about this summer? I don't even know where he is. There he is back there. Yes, he's scared about it. But take those steps. Take those steps as God directs you. Okay, just a couple more verses about your relationship with God then. In Mark 6.31... It says, then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. So imagine this picture, guys. Here's Jesus with his disciples. And things are so busy around them, they don't even have time to eat. Have you felt like that this week, studying? How many of you feel like that right now? Hey, get out of here, I'm so busy, I don't have time to eat. 
What, what, what does Jesus say in that situation? His disciples are with him. They're so busy, they don't even have time to eat. And Jesus says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. And see, this is what Jesus is saying to each one of us here tonight, guys. I know you have a busy life. I know you have a lot of obligations. I know it's finals week. I know a crazy summer's coming. I know you're going back to families that might totally not even know me. I know you're going back to friends that you used to party with and that you're scared to death to hang out with. And he's saying, you know what? Don't stress out right now. Just come with me and get some rest. He's saying, just connect with me and get recharged. Just come near to me. Draw near to me. I'm going to draw near to you. That's all that matters. Right? That's all that matters. In Luke 10, 38-42, it tells a beautiful story of Mary and Martha and their sisters. Jesus goes to Martha's house. And Martha is preparing a big meal. And as she is going through all these preparations, she's just totally overwhelmed with the preparations that have to be made. She looks over and sees her sister Mary just loving Jesus, just drawing near to Jesus, just connecting with Jesus. And she gets mad about this because Mary's not helping her. So she goes to Jesus and says, you know, I'm doing all this important stuff. And it says there that it was stuff that needed to be done. She wasn't just wasting her time. And she says, Jesus... Tell Mary to come help me with all the things that need to be done. And Jesus said, only one thing matters. There's only one thing that matters. And he says, Mary's picked that one thing, and it's not going to be taken away from her. And that's what I want to encourage you guys with, is there's only one thing that matters this summer. Your job this summer does not matter. I promise you, ten years from now, you probably aren't even going to remember what you did this summer. You're probably not going to be putting it on any resumes. You're probably not going to be talking about it with your spouse or your kids, if you have kids by then. But what I'm saying, guys, is your fellowship with God every day, that matters. Ten years from now, you're going to be who you are because of that time with God today. So that's way more important than anything else that could happen this summer, guys. James 4, 8, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. In Revelation 2, 5, Jesus continues. In 2, 4, he said... You've forgotten your first love. And in five, he says, so repent. If you're going, I've forgotten my first love, I just want to encourage you, before the semester ends, guys, even if you've taken ten steps away from God, he's one step back. It's just coming to him saying, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. I want to reestablish that fellowship with you, that connection with you, and draw nearer to you again. And if you haven't even started that relationship, I know that most of you have been coming all year, but I just I have to conclude with this. I, I wanted to put this in there. If you haven't started that relationship, he's still knocking on the door. In Revelation 3.20, he says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. We'll, come, we'll have dinner together. We'll have a relationship together, just like you do with your closest friends. The Bible tells us that we're sinful and separated from God, but that he died to pay for that sin. And all we do is we accept that free gift of salvation. We say, God, I accept your forgiveness. Forgive me. That's all I need to do. And come into my life and make me the person that you want me to be. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't started that relationship this year, think about doing that even tonight and not leaving this place without that. So I want to leave you guys with a couple challenges, depending on where you're at. My hope is that every one of us walking out would be starting the summer on the right foot. If you're here tonight, if you know him, take a minute to tell him what he means to you tonight. We're going to play a song in a minute. And if you've started that relationship with God, take a minute to just tell God what he means to you and to end the year right. If you have not been walking close to God lately, if you're kind of not on the same page with him, you've been maybe making some mistakes and all that, 
He says that if you confess that, you are totally forgiven. Your sin is cast as far as the east is from the west. So if that's where you're at right now, during this song, just take some time to say, God, I'm sorry for that junk. And I want you to be on the throne of my life. And the last thing is, if you've never accepted that free gift, think about doing that during this song, guys. You probably know what you need to do with God, so do that. Take this time to really connect with God and to walk out of here on the right foot. It's been a great year. We've grown very close to each of you. We love you guys. We're going to miss you beyond belief. Keep your eyes on Jesus. There's nothing else I can tell you for this summer, but keep your eyes on Him. He's all that matters. It's the one thing. Keep your eyes on Him and keep connecting with Him.